Welcome to the New Christian Podcast, where new Christians and seasoned Christians can get their questions answered. My name is Pastor Jim, and I'll be your host for this podcast. We'll be discussing a lot of different topics, such as how to read your Bible, uh, what it means to be a Christian in the world today, how do we live out our faith, and many other topics. Come and join us as we begin our episode. Greetings and welcome to the New Christian Podcast. This week in our series two, we're in episode seven, and we'll be talking about sinners and the and a wrathful God. Now, I want to uh, preface this by really telling you that God is both uh, harsh, and I want to make sure that I'm clear here: harsh on sin but loving as well. And as we go through this discussion, um, I want to draw out uh, some things that uh, will help you understand the balance that the Bible speaks about when it talks about the wrath of God towards sin and his love for the world. there are, it may surprise you that there are some things that God hates. And in Proverbs chapter 6, starting in verse 16, it says this, There are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. And then he lists them here in verses 17 through 19. He says this, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that races to do wrong, and a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sorrow sows discord in a family. Now, haughty eyes really here is meaning arrogant or blatantly uh, disdainful, proud eyes is what he's talking about there. So there are things that God does hate. So when we look at the wrath of God, uh, it's taken on kind of a hard fall in recent years. Uh, In a world today, uh, we Christians may hear when we talk about the wrath of God, Uh, Words like intolerant, hateful, one-sided, single-minded. We like to hear, but ultimately we like to hear preachers and pastors talk about God's love, his grace, his mercy. Uh, But I'm here to tell you in this passage that you can't understand all of that unless you understand God's wrath. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8, he says this, Romans chapter 5, verse 8, chapter 5, verse 8 of Romans, but God demonstrated his love towards us 
in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, Paul's letter to the Romans is a great book to understand the the connection between God's wrath and God's love. Paul spends much of his book talking about this book, much, much of this book talking about these two things. You see, God's wrath is just. We are deserving of God's wrath because of our sin. Paul, again, in Romans chapter 2, verse 5, says this, But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. God's wrath is in direct proportion to our human sinfulness. We are deserving of God's wrath because of our sinfulness. Secondly, God's wrath is to be feared. Paul, again, uh, in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, says this, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You see, all have sinned. Every single human being on the earth has sinned. And in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Paul says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But let's look at the therefore, quote, quote unquote. Let's look at that word therefore. You see, in chapter 4, Paul goes back in chapter 4 and states in verse 9 to describe how the Old Testament law was insufficient to justify us, to make us right with God. He talks about Abraham, therefore promise comes from faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all. See, Abraham's offspring, uh, chapter 4, uh, verse uh, 25 uh, in Romans says, He, being Jesus, was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Okay, so for our forgiveness, because of what Christ did for us on the cross, we are justified before God as being righteous by taking on Christ's death, burial, and resurrection by accepting that, by accepting that and trusting in what Christ did for us on the cross. We're taking on that righteousness from the unrighteousness and the wrath of God because of our sin. Thirdly, God's wrath is consistent in the Old Testament and the New Testament. We see this in the Old Testament in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 23. It says, Look, the Lord's anger bursts out like a storm and drives the wind that swirls down on the heads of the wicked. Or in Nahum 
chapter 1, verse 2, it says, The Lord is a jealous God, filled with vengeance and rage. He takes revenge on all who oppose him and continues to rage against his enemies. And in Romans chapter 1, verse 18, Paul again addresses this when he says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness for men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. The truth is that Christ died for our sins. He is a what is called a substitutionary atonement. He is substituted he has taken on the wrath of God that we deserve because of our sin on himself so that in turn we don't have to partake in that wrath of God, our unrighteousness, in that we trust in what Christ did for us as a substitute. Fourthly, God's wrath is his love in action against sin. God is love, yes, and God does all things for his glory. He loves his glory above all and that it is a good thing, right? Therefore, God rules the world in such a way that bringing himself, brings himself maximum glory. God is to get the glory in all that we do in his name. This means that God must act justly and judge sin. Simply, it's his response, his wrath is his response to the ungodliness, the sinfulness of the world. Otherwise, God would not be God, right? God's love of his glory motivates his wrath against sin. Admittedly, God's love for his own glory is the most sobering reality for many and not good news for sinners, right? It is, after all, a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. God's wrath is satisfied in Christ, Just like I said, this is the plan of God all along. All the way back from Genesis, he had a plan to deal with the fall of man, Adam and Eve's sin. He had a plan. Jesus came into the world to save sinners, to do what we couldn't do in the Old Testament law. God has done what we can't do. The noted preacher Uh, Jonathan Edwards preached a sermon once uh, in 1741 called Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Listen to some of the words that Edwards wrote. They are incredibly articulated words. He says this in part of his sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. They deserve to be cast into hell so that divine justice never stands in the way. It makes no objection against God, God's using his power at any moment to destroy them. Yea, on the contrary, justice calls aloud for an infinite punishment 
for their sins. Divine justice says of the tree that brings forth such grapes of Sodom, cut it down, why cumbereth it with the ground? Luke says uh, in 13.7, chapter 13, verse 7, it says, the sword of divine justice is every moment brandished over the hand of an abhorrent, arbitrary mercy, and God's mere will that hold back. They are already under a sentence. This is Edward's sermon. They are under a sentence of hell. They do not only justify, deserve to be cast down, neither, but the sentence of the law of God that eternal and immutable rule of righteousness that God has fixed between him and mankind is gone out against them and stands against them so that they are bound over already into hell. And Edwards closes his sermon uh, as such. This acceptable year of the Lord, a day of great mercy for some, will doubtless be a day of as remarkable vengeance for others. Man's heart hardened and their guilt increase a, a pass as such a day as this. If they neglect their souls, never was there a period when so many means were employed. Therefore, let everyone that is out of Christ or separated from Christ, he's saying, now awake and flee from the wrath to come. The wrath of Almighty God is now undoubtedly hanging over every unregenerate sinner, unrepentant sinner, he's saying. Let everyone flee out of Sodom, escape from your lives. Look not behind you, escape to the mountains, lest you be consumed. He is really giving this idea of a judgment of God, the wrath of God. Edwards is expounding upon this so incredibly. He says, finally, we cannot have love, mercy, grace, or hope without understanding God's wrath and our own sinful state before a holy God. It is only by the understanding of God's wrath on mankind for our sinful nature we can begin to understand the need for a Savior in Jesus Christ. Let me say that again, because that is so important. We cannot have love, grace, mercy, or hope without understanding God's wrath and our sinful state before a holy God. It is only by understanding God's wrath on mankind for our sinful nature we can begin to understand the need for a Savior in Jesus Christ. That is what I want to, you to get out of this 
podcast this week. In Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 13, Paul gives us a roadmap, if you will, to what it means to accepting Christ's offer, his free gift of salvation. He says this, But what does it say, Paul? Paul says, The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim, he says. And then verse 9, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, (coughs) excuse me, that God... (coughs) raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess your faith and are saved. Verse 11, as scripture says, anyone who believes in Jesus will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew or Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. Then verse 13, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. My dear friends, Jesus, I can say this with all confidence, with, without apology, Jesus is the only way to heaven. There is no other way. Regardless of what you hear in society today about other religions, other ways to heaven, regardless of who even says it, there is no other way to heaven but through Jesus. The Bible is abundantly and specifically clear on this statement. This is not me. That Jesus is, This is Jesus' own words. If you confess your sins to God, believe in your heart, Jesus died on the cross for your sins. He was raised from the dead. His blood was spilled for you on that cross in Calvary. You will be saved. Then the hard work begins. You have to live like it. Learn about God by spending time in prayer, by reading God's word, growing in your faith. Our faith, our Christian faith is a living faith. That means we don't just stop with confessing our belief in Jesus. We don't just stop with uh, our trust in Christ, our salvation. We have to live it out. We don't just live it in the four walls of a church. We live it inside each and every believer. I'd love to talk to you more, uh, more to you about this. If you would message me, either in this message here on this podcast or on my social media platforms, on my Facebook channel, facebook.com forward slash Preacher Jim C, or my YouTube channel, Preacher Jim C., all one word, or you can message me here in this podcast. I'd love to talk to you more about this. Uh, Leave an email if you'd like uh, or a phone number, and I would be 
glad to help guide you through this newfound faith. I want to thank you so much for joining me this week on uh, my podcast, The New Christian Podcast. I look forward to hearing from you, and I look forward to spending more time with you again uh, next week as we discuss another topic. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, and give you peace this week. In Jesus' name we pray all this. Amen. Thank you. I want to thank you for joining me on the New Christian Podcast today. And if you have any questions or would like help with anything, uh, feel free to contact me on my anchor.fm dashboard, uh, my Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Links links are there. And you can also reach me if you uh, are on YouTube and you search Preacher Jim C. My YouTube channel will come up and you can message me there. Uh, And I want to thank you for joining us and have a blessed day. Thank you.